0: You are listening to Hypertension Resistant to Treatment, where you will get knowledge, training, resources, and support for better blood pressure control. If you are suffering with high blood pressure or blood pressure that is difficult to treat, this podcast is indeed for you. Here is your host, Dr. Tanya. Hi,
1: I'm Dr. Tanya, and I am here to teach you everything you ought to know about hypertension management. I am a clinical scientist and I've done research over 10 years and I found some interesting things about hypertension and blood pressure control and medication taking behavior. I would like to share with you all of the information I've found as well as all the information that's out there that will help you get control of your blood pressure. Stick with me and we'll take this journey to help you improve your blood pressure. Thanks for listening. So here we are, October 14th, 2020, and we still have some confusion about cloth or surgical mask. Are they effective or not? Should we be wearing them or not? There is some confusion out there of what is necessary in order to protect yourself. What's the update on the ACE and ARBs or the ARBs? Should you be taking them or not? I want you to hear from a cardiovascular expert about the ACE and the ARBs. I want you to hear from the key infectious disease expert, the expert on COVID. I also want you to hear the former governor of New Jersey about his experience with COVID. So let's get to it. There are a lot of questions out there about COVID. There are a lot of answers out there about COVID. But let's face it, some answers are not true answers. They're not accurate. So on this podcast, I want to share with you true information, accurate information about hypertension, COVID, and how to keep yourself and your family safe without overreacting. just want to say I am not the expert. That's why I have brought in some clips from the experts so that you can have accurate information about how to keep yourself and your family safe. Dr. Keith C. Ferdinand is a professor of medicine at the Tulane University School of Medicine. Uh, He is a specialist in clinical hypertension certified by the American Society of Hypertension. And he's board certified in internal medicine and cardiovascular disease. Let's hear what he has to say about how COVID-19 affects people with hypertension, diabetes, heart disease, and how bad is this virus? Um, We're in flu season. We know that. And so... Is COVID-19 just as bad as the flu? Here is Dr. Keith C. Ferdinand. Here's a clip from what he has to say about how bad is COVID versus the flu. And it ain't
0: no worse than the flu. You hear those people say that. Let's think clearly. This 31, 32,000 death we've had has been in four to six weeks flu season starts in September through April. So now you're talking about four or five times 30. You're now up to 120, 150,000 people dying if it is prolonged over the next several months. And I really don't understand how people get on national television and take a death rate for a condition, the flu or car accidents, and look across 12 months and then say, well, only 32,000 people have died with this, so it ain't worse. It's almost as though they don't have simple math and understand that if you have the same death rate that you would have and you extend it out over four, five, six, seven months, you're going to have that 100, 150,000. It's such a simple concept. I have no idea why that continues. The second thing is when you look at the flu, we already know that people who are over 65 persons who have diabetes sickle cell have very high death rates from conventional influenza so it is absolutely no surprise that older persons persons with diabetes cardiovascular disease are going to die more from this form of a virus
1: so you get the picture i know that we we're very clear now about this situation about really saying that covid is no worse than the flu i mean dr ferdinand has made it very clear about the dangers of covid-19 especially if you have cardiovascular disease and you're you're of age uh you're of age i'm saying of age but you're elderly or you're over 50 you know are you know, you're getting up in age. But what about the ACE inhibitors or the ARBs or the angiotensin receptor blockers or ARBs? So what about those medications? You know, the lisinopril and the losartan, And now we do know, according to research, that those medicines people should continue those medications and not stop taking them. And and so that could be very confusing from all the different things that you may hear about these medications. So let me let you hear from Dr. Keith C. Ferdinand because he is a cardiologist and he is an expert on this topic. And he's going to let us know exactly what the situation is with ARBs, ACE inhibitors in ARVs, and ARBs where, and where we stand with that. Well, obviously, yeah, obviously you would think if a person has a compelling indication, a history of heart failure, post-myocardial infarction,
0: significant kidney disease, they need to be on an ACE inhibitor or an ARB. And in that particular case, we already have had outcome studies that have shown benefit. And there's observational data that if you stop your ACE, you stop your R, and you have those compelling indications, you can have a deterioration in heart function and kidney function. So I I think it makes sense that although the ACE2 binding site may be upregulated, that doesn't override the compelling indication.
1: So if you are on an ACE or an ARB, or what they call an ARB, then make sure that You follow your doctor's instructions on what you need to do about that. Generally, it is being advised to continue these medications and take them as prescribed. But if you have any questions at all, don't hesitate to give your doctor a call to get your questions answered. But you may be just wondering, where are we right now with this COVID virus? And what are the recommendations? I mean, you hear so much, you hear so many different opinions about what to do. And I would encourage you, just keep listening to the experts. Make sure that you listen to the experts about this. On average, there are about 50 thousand new cases of COVID-19 a day. So you really want to get real information, rather accurate information. So you want to get it from the experts. So the expert that I'm talking about right now is a key member of the COVID-19 task force. He is known as the top disease expert in America. He is also the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. And he's been the director over there since 1984. So he knows what he's talking about. Let's hear what he has to say about the status of COVID in our country today.
2: I think we're facing a whole lot of trouble. And the reason I say that, I think you... Uh, indicated in the lineup for the show. And that is we have a baseline of infections now that vary between 40 and 50,000 per day. That's a bad place to be when you're going into the cooler weather of the fall and the colder weather of the winter. In addition, we would like to see the percent positivity be coming down. And unfortunately, if you look at the states of the country, the Midwest, the Northwest, including Iowa, instead of seeing it go in the other direction, down, we're seeing an increase in test positivity. So you combine an increase in test positivity, which is always a predictor of more cases and ultimately more hospitalizations and ultimately more death. And you combine that with a baseline of 40, 45, 50,000 new cases a day as you go into a weather system where you're going to be spending more time indoors rather than outdoors, which is a perfect setup for an acceleration of respiratory-borne diseases, that is unquestionably a problem. So that's what the concern that I have and that so many of my fellow public health officials have. We're in a bad place now. We've got to turn this around.
1: So the question is, how do we turn this thing around? And for the most part, We all know what those things are that we need to do in order to turn these things around. I mean, it's just the same basic things that we've been talking about since March. If we would do those things, then we could turn this thing around. So here is Dr. Ferdinand. He's going to tell us the best way to protect ourselves and our family. And he has it all planned out. Just listen to what he has to say here. I
0: suggest target culturally sensitive, literacy-appropriate education regarding social distancing, the use of masks, and hand washing. Personal protection for the so-called essential workers, the custodial workers and the clerical staff, the mass transit operations, many of whom were affected disproportionately by COVID-19, including sanitation workers, And financial protection and permanent insurance for non covered workers. Early in the pandemic, there were drive through testing. But remember, similar to Katrina, where approximately 40% of persons in New Orleans did not own a personal automobile and could not escape the ravages of Katrina, many people don't own a car. So, testing in an environment where a person can walk into the facility may actually get earlier diagnoses and help for identification, contact tracing, and care. Testing essential workers and their family members for diagnosis and in the future, perhaps immunity testing. Encouraging the control of cardiovascular risk factors. These risk factors don't cause COVID-19, but may amplify storm and the inflammatory reaction to the infection. Should we encourage home blood pressure monitoring, control of blood pressure, home scales, control of overall cardiovascular risk factors and diabetes care? And we should educate our patients that they should not be afraid to seek emergency care for cardiovascular concerns outside of COVID-19. Remember the second wave post-Katrina was an increase in acute myocardial infarction. We may be able to help our patients with low cost or virtual physical activities online. And some patients may benefit from the use of thermometers. And if they have been diagnosed, home pulse oximeters, such that they can monitor their status and seek care when appropriate. And we should encourage local and state task force to correct racial and ethnic COVID-19 disparities.
1: Now, here he's talking particularly about what we can do in New Orleans, Louisiana, in order to uh, keep the best way to protect our families and just what everybody needs to do in order to uh, protect themselves from COVID-19. But this can be used elsewhere as well. Now, it's very important for people with risk factors of cardiovascular disease as well as people with hypertension it's very important to make sure you take these precautions because as he said this can uh, covid-19 can impact people with risk factors and people with hypertension in a bad way and here it is he's going to talk about just how um, COVID-19 affects someone with hypertension or cardiovascular disease.
0: It inflames the heart. You can get an infection in the heart that looks just like other viral infections of the heart, and it's probably the main pathway to death and disability from the virus.
1: So this COVID-19 not only affects the lungs, or the respiratory system, it affects the cardiovascular system, especially in people with uh, cardiovascular risk factors like hypertension, diabetes, obesity, etc. So it's very important to protect yourself if you have any of these risk factors for heart disease. And how do you protect yourself? Again, going back to all the things that we already know and adding the things that Dr. Ferdinand talked about. Now, I want you to turn your attention to the former New Jersey governor, Chris Christie. He spent seven days in ICU after coming down with COVID-19. And so he's going to talk about his experience and also the advice that he has for us.
3: I received the Eli Lilly antibody treatment and also remdesivir. Uh, so I received both of those in combination very early on in the course of my illness. Uh, the doctors decided that because I'm an asthmatic, um, that they wanted to be very aggressive with the treatment. And I'm, you know, just very fortunate that I have a great hospital right near my home. Um, I have health insurance, and I was able to get myself taken care of quickly before the disease got out
1: of control. So the key here is to seek treatment early if you do come down with symptoms of COVID-19. Don't hesitate to go to the emergency room. He had insurance. He had good insurance. He had a doctor. But if you don't have a doctor and you don't have insurance, still seek care in the emergency room. Of course, if you have a doctor, call your doctor first. But if you don't have a doctor, call the emergency room. He went on to talk about what he has learned about COVID-19.
3: It's very, very unpredictable. It hits you like a freight train. Um, I felt fine uh, the Friday morning before I started to have symptoms. And then all of a sudden I got fever and chills and body aches and... I was just racked with um, with pain and exhaustion, uh, and it all happened very, very quickly. Within 24 hours, I went from feeling absolutely fine to being in the intensive care unit. Um, you know, I'd been so careful for seven months because of my asthma, um, but I let my guard down. Uh, and it was wrong. It was just a big mistake, and what I want people to learn more than anything else is, I was doing it right for seven months and avoided the virus. I let my guard down for a couple of days, and it cost me in a a significant way, but fortunately, because of the great medical care I got, um, and and I think that all the prayers that I received from a lot of people all over the country, um, I was able to recover, but it doesn't make it any less a mistake. I was wrong. We need to be telling people, that there is no downside to you wearing masks. And in fact, there can be a great deal of upside.
1: So there you have it. Someone that has experienced COVID-19 for themselves and for himself and to know that he was wrong about some of the behavior that he uh, displayed due to the fact that he was reassured that people were tested around him and he felt this false sense of safety that the people that he was around were already tested and he assumed that they uh, were negative because they were tested. And here it is, he came down with COVID-19 and he's encouraging us now to don't put your guards down. Keep wearing the mask, keep washing your hands, keep social distancing. Now. Here it is. We're going to hear now from Dr. Fauci and some last words about what we need to do, because we know that here comes Thanksgiving and Christmas and all, and we know this virus is not going away anytime soon, and we're going to be tempted. We will be tempted to put our guards down and to do some things and put ourselves at risk now, what we need to do is think about this very carefully, and we need to follow the safety rules, although we're gonna feel like you know it's Christmas or it's it's Thanksgiving or it's Christmas or it's New year's day or whatever it is. We need to really really hear what doctor Fauci has to say and and adhere to the safety rules. Here here is his advice for us.
2: Well, I you know, understanding that everyone has this traditional emotional understandable warm feeling about the holidays and bringing a group of people, friends and family together in the house indoors, that's understandable, but we really have to be careful this time and each individual family evaluate the risk benefit of doing that, particularly when you have people coming in from out of town who may have been on airplanes in airports to just come into the house. If you have vulnerable people, the elderly or people with underlying conditions, you better consider whether you want to do that now or maybe just forestall it and just wait and say, you know, this is an unfortunate and unusual situation. I may not want to take the risk. But then it's up to the individuals and the choices they make. But it's so clear that when you have congregate settings and so many people When you're in a situation when the community infection rate is there, you can't run away from or argue with the numbers. When you have a high community spread and you're in a situation where we know you can get spread acquisition and transmission, particularly when people are not wearing masks, is not a good thing. That's a high-risk endeavor.
1: Now, some have talked about herd immunity and this is not an option for us at this point, according to the experts. Now, I'm going to let you hear from uh, the uh, chief of the World Health Organization. And then we'll hear from Dr. Fauci about this herd immunity. And let's so let's hear what they have to say about this.
4: There has been some discussion recently about the concept of reaching so-called herd immunity by letting the virus spread. Herd immunity is a concept used for vaccination in which a population can be protected from a certain virus if a threshold of vaccination is reached. For example... Herd immunity against measles requires about 95% of a population to be vaccinated. The remaining 5% will be protected by the fact that measles will not spread among those who are vaccinated. For polio, the threshold is about 80%. In other words, herd immunity is achieved by protecting people from a virus, not by exposing them to it. Never in the history of public health has herd immunity been used as a strategy for responding to an outbreak, let alone a pandemic. It's scientifically and ethically problematic.
1: And here is Dr. Fauci's response when somebody asked him about herd immunity.
2: If you just let things rip and let the infection go, no masks, crowd, it doesn't make any difference that quite frankly is ridiculous because what that will do is that there will be so many people in the community that you can't shelter, that you can't protect, who are going to get sick and get serious consequences. So this idea that we have the power to protect the vulnerable is total nonsense because history has shown that that's not the case. And, and if you talk to anybody who has any experience in epidemiology and infectious diseases, they will tell you that that is risky and you'll wind up with many more infections of vulnerable people, which will lead to hospitalization and deaths. So I think that we just got to look that square in the eye and say it's nonsense.
1: Now, just in summary, I just have to say the famous quote, is this America? We have experienced approximately 50,000 cases a day of COVID, and over 215 people have died from this serious virus virus. COVID-19 is not the flu. It is a severe virus that you can catch if you don't protect yourself. Here in this America, we have learned from hard lessons. Let's use what we've learned to protect each other from the virus. So don't let your guards down this holiday season. Don't believe the bull about herd immunity stay safe and be well and join me on the next hypertension resistant to treatment where I'll tell you what everybody ought to know about hypertension thanks for listening